The Providence Journal presents Nick and Bob, the college basketball podcast for Rhode Island and around the nation with your hosts, Kevin McNamara and Bill Koch. Hello and welcome to the Providence Journal's Pick and Pop podcast. This is Kevin McNamara in Providence with Bill Koch. This is our pre-Christmas edition of the podcast. Uh, Bill, Merry Christmas to you. I'm sure your shopping is all done. Not even close, Kevin. Uh, barely started. Uh, I also, like you, would want to wish all the listeners a happy holiday season. Uh, you know, hope it's safe and, and enjoyable for everyone and uh, you get some great time with friends and family and you know, maybe a few gifts here or there. Stay out of the Atlanta airport, and you got a ch- you got a chance to get oh home for Christmas goodness. and see grandmother. But what a, uh, what a terrible story that was! Just bad timing. Goodness, yeah. You know, I was in Pittsburgh over the weekend and had a very smooth flight home to Providence. So, uh, but this in this college basketball beat, you're stuck in airports this time of the year an awful lot, and uh, disaster awaits at every corner. And of all places, Atlanta, which you know is obviously one of the major hubs in the nation. Uh, the headquarters of Delta nationwide, uh, you know, and, and it seems to be a connecting flight for a lot of flights going from the east to the west and, and from the east to the south. Uh, you know, just a, if, if you were going to pick two or three airports that you would not want to go down off the power grid, Atlanta would be on that list. It reminds me, I think my brother was flying home from South Carolina, flying home. Was Jimmy Mack? Jimmy Mack lives in South Carolina, uh, but is coming home for Christmas, and I think he had to deal with Atlanta today. I haven't che- I haven't been a good brother and check on him, so maybe I should see how see how things pan no, out. We'll see. You know, you, you kind of assume that your brother's okay unless you hear from him. That's that's the nature of brother relationships. No cry for help. Anyways. That's right. That's right. Um, both Providence College and the University of Rhode Island Rams uh, will be home for Christmas. Uh, some tough dates though. Before we began the podcast here we talked about uh, these schools really really scrambling to find some dates and some opponents before conference play opens the week after Christmas. And it's really tight, especially tight uh, for the Friars, who will play two games this week. Uh, one tomorrow night, Wednesday, at the Mohegan Sun Arena against the Houston Cougars, and then bounce right back on Friday and play uh, Sacred Heart um, on Friday night at the Dunkin' Donuts Center a few days before Christmas. Uh, if anyone ever... I'd wanted a nice seat at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. That's the night you're going to be able to walk in and, and hear Ed Cooley uh, get after the officials a little bit. That That's going to be me and Bill Reynolds and probably about 4,000 of our closest friends. And we're going to be able to hear the radio call by John Rook and Joe Hassett very clearly to our left. Well, I'm going to blame my brother, who's coming into town, for missing that game. But uh, as I look at my notes here, uh, FS1 will be televising the game. So uh, we'll have it on in the background uh, with a little eggnog, I guess. Very so good. We'll see. Very good. Uh, for, uh, virgin eggnog, of oh, course. Uh, uh, well, maybe for him, but not me. I can tell you that. <laughs> good uh, for you. little bit uh, on uh, the Friars' last game, Bill. Uh, I was watching the game from the press box at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh getting ready for the uh, Patriots and the Steelers and just looking and looking and waiting and waiting for the Friars to do something. Uh, against the Stony Brook Seawolves, and boy, they were in serious, serious trouble. And as I'm writing for tomorrow in a column for, uh, in the journal, they've basically been in trouble in every game they've played for three weeks now. Yeah, they were in major trouble in this one. Uh, you know, they're down 11 with nine minutes to go. They managed to pull it out 62-60, unleashed a full-court press, brought in Tom Planick, the NBA candidate, 
Uh, that's M as in man, not N as in Nancy, the professional league. Uh, and and threw a full-court press at the Seawolves, who, quite honestly, Kevin, it, this is going to sound a little harsh, but they threw the game away. They did. Uh, yeah. You know, it's 12 points in a row off turnovers. They, You could see they were up 11 and all of a sudden started to squeeze the ball, and, and Providence got a little momentum. Um, you know, but still, this, this was a game that down the stretch, Providence needed a, a favorable whistle to get bailed out. Uh, you know, Rodney Bullock was sent to the line with six-tenths of a second left. Uh, after a scrum underneath, uh, you know, and, and it's just, I think it was very, you know, symbolic of where Providence is right now. Just nothing is coming easy for them. Uh, they can't seem to get their pieces to fit together. They can't seem to get their players healthy. Uh, you know, and they're just having a, a hard time right now trying to figure out where they're at sitting here, you know, a little over a week out from the Big East schedule. Yeah, we're not going to break down exactly what's going on with uh, the Friars in the Stony Brook game because. Uh, the bad news for the Friars is that there's no more. There's basically one more, you know, game that they've lined up to win the rest of the season, and that would be Friday against Sacred Heart. Uh, they play a very good Houston team uh, at Mohegan Sun. Houston's nine and two. They've won eight of nine. Coached by Kelvin Sampson, uh, have wins over teams like Arkansas, Wake Forest, St. Louis. Uh, they're they're probably better than Providence right now, and I think Providence's fans have have, have got a lower expectations until they at least gain full health and uh, talk with Ed Cooley today. The updates from the training room are not good. Uh, Kyron Cartwright will almost uh, assuredly not play. Malik White is not ready to play. Alpha Diallo is the closest of those three uh, with a very sore ankle. So if he does play, I I, I don't know how effective he'll be. Um, You know, they just don't have enough depth, quality depth right now uh, to, to, to be able to run with the big dogs, and uh, Houston's going to be a very difficult test. No, it's going to be really hard. Uh, you know, Kyron Cartwright re-aggravated the right ankle injury that he suffered against Boston College. On you, had a, you had a pretty good look at that, you told me. It was right in front of us. Uh, you know, I looked over at Bill Reynolds, and, and I said, boy, that's a bad one. Uh, you know, he took a three-pointer, landed directly on a defender's foot. You could see his ankle just snap to the right and then correct itself. Uh, and he was on the floor in a lot of pain. Uh, you know, you could really feel for him. Couldn't put any weight on it. Was helped to the locker room by John Rock, uh, Providence's trainer, who, as I said, uh, in my game coverage, they've spent way too much time together. It's yeah. very unfortunate. Right. Um, you know, Alpha Diallo warmed up before the game. He, he went through, walked through about 90 minutes before, but he couldn't go. Uh, Malik White, I, I think, is going to be out for a little more extended period uh, with a left knee injury. Uh, and this team just isn't whole right now. And, and I think you see it most on the perimeter, obviously, missing those three guards. And, and more specifically, you know, as we talked about before the podcast, missing someone who can create offense off the dribble. And, and I think in that way, you know, losing Kyron Cartwright on top of Alpha Diallo, who, who is clearly the best shooting guard on this team, it's made things really, really hard for Providence right now at that end of the floor. Providence had six assists on 20 baskets uh, against Stony Brook. Three of the six were from Kyron Cartwright, so the rest of the team had three assists. Uh, that potentially is is what you know the, the unit that uh, Cooley will have on Wednesday night uh, against uh, Houston. So really difficult spot for the Friars right now that they just need Cartwright and Diallo especially to get back. That's the starting backcourt. You know those two guys are vital, and the Big East is right around the corner next. Um, Thursday, they will be at St. John's, and then on December the 31st, New Year's Eve game at Creighton. So 
it's coming. It's coming fast. And the the guys you want to look out for on Wednesday, uh, you know, Rob Gray is is one of the best scorers in the American Conference, shooting forty four percent from three. Uh, and Devin Davis, a, a big physical senior wing, six six. Uh, a tough matchup, an Indiana transfer, so obviously a talented guy. Uh, you know, those are two players who, who are going to give Providence all they can handle in that game. We're going to switch here to uh, the URI Rams, who, uh, Bill, in all honesty, I have not seen them very much. Uh, did not see their last game. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Uh, a very good win by, by the Rams. They were pushed really hard by the College of Charleston. Um, and they will be coming up uh, next on Fra Thursday night against the uh, always pesky Iona Gales. Uh, Charleston, you know, I actually predicted this. Someone asked me, geez, you know, uh, will the Rams be able to cover the spread? Spread, I think, was uh, 10, 11 points. Correct. I said I'd be surprised because, number one, Charleston's, you know, very well coached and a solid team. But coming off, the, uh, I think, I thought Rhode Island was dealing with two issues in that game. Number one, coming off. I believe it was ten or eleven day ten days, yep. exams, and and maybe just as importantly, trying to get uh, a healthy EC Matthews and uh, and Cyril Langevin, you know, into uh, integrated into the lineup, it, which is going to take a little time. No, no question. Uh, the ten day layoff is is not ideal for anyone. Uh, you know, players are dealing with their academics; they are student athletes, after all. Kevin, correct. They do have to uh, stay eligible. Yes, uh, you know, and so in, in that regard, it's it's difficult. Uh, you're not on the court as much. You're you're dealing with your academics. Um, you know, and you just get rusty over time. And and as Dan Hurley said after the game, Charleston isn't the type of team that you would like to play against after a ten day layoff. You'd you'd much rather play Iona, who's willing to go up and down and play a little tempo and right. open it up a little bit. But Charleston, uh, you know, picked to win the Colonial. Uh, you know, very sound defensive team on the perimeter. They play tough. They play possession by possession. And they had Rhode Island in trouble in this one. Uh, it looked early in the second half. Uh, but Cyril Langevin, who has been battling a sports hernia for most of the year, uh, he came up trumps down the stretch here. 13 points and 10 rebounds, his second career double-double. He was excellent. Um, you know, you also look at Stanford Robinson, who had a double-double in this game, 10 points and 10 rebounds. He continues to play very well. Uh, and Jeff Doughton, I would look at, not necessarily for his offensive contributions, but Joe Cheely, uh, Charleston's guard, who is a preseason player of the year in the CAA, went 3 for 14 from the field. And a lot of that had to do with Jeff Doughton and his length on defense. Jeff has uh, had an outstanding defensive year, uh, re- really drawing a top assignment pretty much in every game. So, can't be surprised about that. I'm curious what your uh, impressions were of EC, who is one for five in ten minutes. Uh, clearly, it's again, it's going to take him a while to find his role. He's not as if the Dan Hurley's going to say, "Okay, EC's back. He's going to get 15 shots a game." No, he was a bit rusty in this one for sure. Uh, he hadn't played in a month. His last action was November 13th at Nevada. Um, you know, and, it, and it's difficult for him to come back into senior year. Uh, he wants to do well so badly. Uh, not only for himself and for the program, but for Dan Hurley. The relationship between those two men is well documented. It's a very special thing. Um, you know, but this is a team right now with the guards that they have where EC doesn't really need to force anything. This isn't like his first couple seasons in Kingston. There are other guys who can carry the mail, like Doughton, like Jared Terrell, uh, who had 21 points in this game. It was his best effort since the win over Seton Hall on Thanksgiving. Um, you know, Jeff Doughton can give you minutes. Jarvis Garrett can give you minutes. Fats Russell can give you minutes. Uh, so it's up to EC to sort of figure out how he fits in. Uh, I know they want to play him about 20 minutes against Iona and sort of ramp him up 
to the point where he can you know play starters minutes again. Uh, you know, but this is this is part of the challenge now for Dan Hurley. It's it's a nice thing to have depth. Uh, it also requires you to make some decisions, like the one he made in the second half. Andre Berry only played three minutes in the second half of this game. Cyril Langevin, uh took up the bulk of that time as the big on the floor. And as Dan Hurley said after the game, Andre has to be happy for Cyril because Cyril played well today. And when you have culture and you have guys who actually bond with each other and care about each other, that will be the response in the locker room. It won't be acrimony. It won't be envy. Yeah, and I don't think their issue with playing time is going to revolve around Andre Berry and and Cyril because no. I, I think uh, no. foul wise th- they'll both you know kind of battle that a little bit. It's more on the perimeter. You know, Jarvis Garrett played uh, thirty minutes. Doughton played thirty one. Uh, Jared Terrell played thirty five. Th- th- those three guys are going to continue to see an awful lot of minutes. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Stan Robinson, who played 34 and basically is playing power forward against an awful lot of teams. And then, uh, you know, we can't forget about Fats Russell, who, who played 14 minutes off the bench. Uh, I'm sure some fans would say that, you know, he needs to see more time, more shots. He was two for seven from the field. But uh, it's it's it, it's an interesting quandary that Dan Hurley has, and it's it, it's uh, as I like to say. That's the players' problem. The, the, right. the coach is operating from a position of strength, and yeah. uh, it certainly is a very deep uh, operation in Kingston. Two things. This is the problem that you prefer, not uh, you know, not the sort of problem that Dan Hurley had his first couple of years, where he'd look down the bench and say, "Oh boy, oh, oh what, what uh, Cooley has right now, <laughs> or what yeah. Cooley has right now." Where you say, "Oh boy." Uh, you know, which walk-on are we going to put in? In Cooley's case, it's Tom Planick. In Dan Hurley's case, uh, uh, there, there were some dire rotations there uh, early on in, in, his, sure. in, uh, in his URI career. Uh, you know, but the second part of that is, if you're playing well, you will play because these guys are trying to win games. And, and I have not seen a coach yet in pretty much any sport who has benched a guy willfully who could help him win games, anything short of a disciplinary issue or, or an injury. Uh, if you're one of the best players and you're performing the best, you're going to get your run out there. Uh, Bill, just uh, talk a little bit about uh, Iona and uh, what the Rams will be looking at when uh, – uh, well, actually, they have two more non-conference games because after Christmas, Florida Gulf Coast will come in. Uh, you know, Two teams that somewhat similar to College of Charleston in that they're supposed to be – you know, the big dogs in weak leagues. Yep, Iona, uh, you know, perennially among the favorites in the Metro Atlantic. Uh, still coached by Tim Kloos. They still want to get up and down. Um, they played an overtime game at URI two years ago that the Rams very easily could have lost. Uh, you know, thanks to the shooting of Deshaun Much, who's still there. He's a senior. Started his career at Buffalo under Bobby Hurley and transferred. Uh, they also have Zach Lewis, who was at UMass last year. Uh, you know who's fitting in uh, into the backcourt. They've got some quality depth on the perimeter, and in that way, it's probably a good matchup for Rhode Island because that's where their strength is as well. Uh, you know, they might be able to get out and run a little bit with Iona, and I think that their guards would welcome that. And then the next game you have is against Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, you know, who's one of the favorites in the Atlantic Sun. Um, you know, a game that, that probably should carry in terms of RPI and a game that they sort of had to squeeze in. It's on the 27th. Uh, you know, the players will be back uh, to practice on Christmas night, um, you know, then have a walkthrough the next day and then play the game. They had to do that because the Atlantic 10 schedule starts on the 30th against George Mason, and they did not want to play two games in three days leading up to that. 
Now, the uh, college basketball calendar is a little squeezed this week, this year. Uh, in an oddity, m- most of the conferences around the country will start conference play before January 1st, so that just puts even more of a priority on some non-conference states. And uh, clearly, both uh, the Rams and the Friars have been squeezed here between the end of exams and the start of conference play. Uh, and the Rams uh, begin conference play at home uh, with George Mason, and then they go to St. Louis. Is that it? George Mason and then LaSalle at home. Uh, it's actually a five-game homestand, their longest homestand in a dozen years. Wow. Um, you know, and, and that's that's only because of the way the A-10 schedule breaks. You're playing the two games at home first. Then you're at George Washington and you're at St. Louis. Uh, you know, now you would look and say, well, those should be layups and they should win seven or eight in a row. That's not the way it works when you play road games in college basketball. I'll remind you that Duke, who lost at Boston College to our good friend Mike LaPrey, uh, who was at URI previously, Duke has lost six of their last nine ACC road openers. Duke, number one, who's got one and duns and lottery picks. Uh, you know, So for anyone just assuming that Rhode Island is going to run off seven in a row or Providence is going to be able to go to DePaul and win by 20 or go to St. John's and blow them out, that's just not the way this thing works. No, conference road games are differentiators in this sport, and any road game is, as, uh, again, uh, Boston College showed Duke uh, a couple weeks ago up in uh, Chestnut Hill. Uh, Bill, I, I think we're good. I, I'm wondering, uh, is, is there anything you're looking for for, for Christmas? Uh, maybe one of our listeners can get you. I, I, I'm all out. You're not getting anything from me. Oh, that's quite all right, Kevin. Thank you very much. And humbug to you as yes, well. Yes. Uh, you know, it couldn't hurt to have a dozen Pro V1s under the tree, perhaps. Nice. Um, you but know, you're such a good player, you wouldn't you wouldn't lose a dozen. Uh, over the course of a summer, I'd lose a dozen. Okay. For sure. It, there are some tough par threes that I play. You, you've seen uh, you know, a few of the courses that I play at. There, there's some tough holes out there in Rhode Island. Yep. Well, I don't, I don't require anything. I've told my kids I, I, to not get me anything, so I know that they're going to get me a lot. Let me, let so me buy like you reverse let me, psychology. Well, let me buy you a, a post game beverage after one of these at, at some point, or if we happen to end up in New York at some point together, we can have a night out on me. How about that? That sounds like a great post Christmas gift. There it uh, is. But everyone, please enjoy your holiday. We will be back next week uh, previewing both the start of Atlantic Ten and Big East conference play. Thanks very much. Happy holidays, everyone. This podcast is a production of the Providence Journal, online at ProvidenceJournal.com.